Oh shit, we're live already. Fuck. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is the seventh one. And if you notice, we have changed the roster a bit. Uh, joining us still is Ratul, Rats, Ratte, Empire. Hey. And Ratul, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. Don't you think you should introduce yeah. our newest member as well? Uh, do I have to? You you should man it's 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 common courtesy come on. Our next member is Three Lokesh. Three Lokesh say hello. hi. Hello guys, it's my first yeah. podcast. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Aman and Arnab are not here with us today because they are they they they're in the middle of some other event, right? Three Lokesh. Yeah. They, yeah. 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 I think it's called Zaotsav. I think uh, Trilokesh would know more about it. So before we get into the main topics, Trilokesh, can you just tell us what this event is about? Zaotsav is taking place in Saint Xavier's College in Pachit. So it's basically a small event for casual gamers and to experience new hardware, gaming hardware from Xrig. And uh, there will be two v two CS:GO and Dota two events as well as uh, NFS. And other triple A titles, which I'm not sure of, but there will be triple A titles. Of course. Uh, Alright, that's pretty but cool. The, you're saying it's for casual players. How is it for casual players when it has such competitive games? Yeah, it's a two v two. I told you, it's a two v two. Oh yeah, once. yeah, correct. Oh, I mean, okay. in that sense, it does make it very casual and light weighted for the you know for the people who just want to enjoy. You know what's I mean, not casual though? What? IGS. Oh yeah. Oh yes, uh, Ratul, you were there for the event, right? Yeah, I was there for most of the event. Like, I was there for day one, and I also got some information about day two. I mean, it's still going on right now. Like day three, I think they have some show matches and some other expos and announcements going on. But I mean, not announcements, but basically expos and stuff. But that's about it. So IGS, it was actually first off for me. It is pretty far from my place. Now, when I went to that same venue. Right, like three years ago, Where for so it is located in a place called Tumku Road. Right now, let me just give it to you in perspective. So, when three years ago I went to that same venue for a different event, Game God, right in 2014, right, mm-hmm. and that and back then from Koramangla, which is like the heart of the city, it was around 35, 30, 30, 30 to 35 kilometers, right. Right. Now I have moved in to a place where I think is somewhat closer. But I was wrong. It's just it's 25 kilometers from my place. I kid you not. <laughs> so it's extremely uh, far. You know, Bangalore has a different thing. You don't measure places. Exactly. It's by time. time. Exactly. Yeah. So, so how it's that fallen. Um. So three years ago to that place, it took me like an hour and a half, an hour, an hour when I left at six o'clock in the morning, and mm-hmm. um, right now going there took me 90 minutes by cab. That and The one other thing was my bus, so there's also a change in the traffic as well. Traffic has become worse in Bangalore too over the course of the years. But you know, talking—I mean, let's—I mean, instead of uh, it has an average of 17 kilometers per hour, I guess. <laughs> And I'm not joking. That's the official stat. Oh, okay. By the way, Hyderabad is 18 kilometers per hour, so we are not far. Anyway, oh. let's get back to the event. Yeah, yeah. So day one, 
there were when I went there, I enter the place and I I see all these awesome ex exhibitions and expos and all that stuff. Like I've got as soon as you enter in to the right side, you're going to see a huge Alienware exhibition. Ex uh, like it looks so big and so cool, like well designed. To the right, I see the PS4, the PlayStation area where they had VR set up for the players. Uh, they had some fun games. They had some awesome stuff. You keep walking down, you see to the right side all these indie game developers showcasing their latest games. You see the new movement VR. I think it's called. Avaro, Avaro, Avello, yeah, some something like that. So yeah, and uh, some like yeah, it, it's uh, something like that. And then you keep going on. You see the Hyperx stall. You see the Gigabyte stall next to that. You see some other cool stalls. And then my favorite stall towards the leftmost is the Japanese pavilion, where they showcased a lot of cool stuff from Japan, like the VR. Manga and all that stuff, and then towards the end of the stage is where they had the esports section set up, where they gave people like an experience of playing either CS:GO, Dota 2, uh, and also a lot of mobile games, as well as like a very basic, you know, bare minimum stage right there with an LED branding all over, and just you know people, you know, and a place for casting these events, and of course a spectator arena, small viewing area for uh, the peeps. But that's about it. Uh, I mean, I've been there. I've been to that venue before, so I was wowed back then. So I didn't get that same wow factor as I did, you know, back then. Right now for the Indian gaming show, and this was just day one. So, all right. So let me get this, Rathul. I know you for quite a while, and I know how much you pretty much love the whole thing about Japan. So I'm assuming you spent quite a bit of time there. Yes, I mean. Quite an awful bit, if you ask me. I was just—it was—it was actually was that the Japanese stall was so big, it was like a mini city, right? It felt like I was in like a mini world walk. I was like, I entered in, and it says you've entered the Japanese pavilion. It's like I can feel—I can just imagine that in my head. I was pretty cool, so that's why I kind of like stuck there. And it was okay. it was pretty fun, dude. Like I I actually had uh, like a good time just chilling there, and they had like a lot of activities and some stuff showing off uh, the Japanese culture as well as gaming, as well as you know gaming culture in Japan. And it was pretty good. Okay, so now you're painting a very interesting mental picture here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, when it comes to mm. no no it's yes I I I was surprised like not there, but when it comes to uh, because this is something new. J gaming is pretty niche, but Japanese gaming even more so. Yeah. So when you say it was actually promoting the gaming, in, uh, how it is in Japan? Like they won't promote. Uh, yeah, they were basically showing off some of the games that were made specifically in Japan. Like there were some cool MMOs that I have never heard of. It was pretty cool. Right? I I actually liked it. Like um, I forgot the name of one of them. Ah, uh, damn! It was a really cool MMO. It kind of reminded me of the world of Final Fantasy, and it looked really cool. I was just staring at that trailer for like a solid three minutes or so, and I was like, "Wow, it's 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 so good!" Like it was it was actually enjoyable, and also there was some cool VR thing there, which I really couldn't uh, you know. I I really couldn't watch, like I really couldn't experience it. But it was because there was a line, there was an actual line for it, and it was actually pretty. It was legit. It was legit good. Okay, and now, now backing up a bit, uh, a lot of this was streamed live, wasn't it? Um. So the only thing I saw streamed live, it was. Um, the ESL India announcements, which we'll get to that later on. Like ESL uh, India did announce their new tournament for the next year of 2018, as well as a lot of other esports events out there. But that's about it. Like that's the only thing. And apart from that, I think Gigabyte did uh, 
a live stream of their esports matches the aurusland finals as well as, and hyperx also did some fun live live streams on that is on their booth and stuff like that i mean i didn't notice anything else from alienware and the other stalls because i was only there for a limited time like i actually reached there we left at 11 re to only reach there at, no we left at 10 to reach there at 11:30 and we stuck around till 3 3:30 and we bounced Okay. So any funny shit that seemed to have happened in the event? Uh funny shit as in like can you give me an example? <laughs> I don't know man like a, an announcer trips and falls that's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time in Gamer Connect when I thought somebody fall and I just jumped out of my stall just to see if that actually Oh yeah yeah I remember that I remember <laughs> that yes yes. I keep hoping that will happen so I'm I'm an evil no I don't that to happen obviously. Com- confirmed guys Udit is evil. <laughs> Oh, that is evil. No, but there wasn't anything like that. Uh, in IGS, it was very. Um, it was pretty much like another normal event. It was like another normal expo. But I, and also the. I mean, I went for day one, so I don't know it if it might have been different for day two and three. But when I went to day one, it was kind of. like very less number of people it could be because it was only open to like you know the business visitors uh, and stuff like that. but also i think it might attribute to the fact that you know the place is extremely far like the right. place is very far from the from the main city itself so i mean it's 25 kilometers from my place and i live very far from the city <laughs> so you can imagine like it's 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 kind of uh, you know the location is kind of messed up but hey it's it's still a good event where they kind of showcased a lot of awesome things there i mean they could i mean There were a lot of things I could have made it better. Like, I mean, if, see, if you were to compare to international standards, I w- it wouldn't come to Gamescom's level, not even by a long shot. Hmm. Uh. No. One other thing, what I really wanted to uh, focus on, I mean, there was a lot of advertisement of, about the event before the it actually happened. Yeah. But not a lot of marketing done during the event, which I feel these guys really dropped the ball on. Am I? Am I? Yeah, I mean, assuming things here or what? No, I mean there wasn't. If if you think about it, even in their pre-hype of the event, they just you know gave posts about like who's gonna be there and all the stuff. Like they didn't talk about what they're gonna announce. But the only thing that I saw in the announcement was the e- different esports events that are coming out towards the year. So it kind of made the whole uh, event kind of esports centric. Like to me at least, okay. it it kind of made made it feel very esports centric. And when I went to the event, I was slightly disappointed. See, if you think an e- event's going to be esports centric, you're going to want to go to the main the esports arena and be like, "Whoa, this is pretty cool, right?" Like Asus ROG Masters, like they had a really cool setup. Um, I think other examples would be uh, the ESL India Premierships. They also had a pretty legit and solidified setup, which was very nice. And but when I went to this, it was like a very basic setup. It was just a stage. Uh, there was a play area. There was a viewing area. It, it was very basic and. I mean, if if I were to compare to the Jap- Japanese pavilion, I'll probably chill in the Japanese pavilion more. I can imagine. They spend that. more <laughs> money on the Jap- Japanese pavilion to attract more crowd. Yeah, but and they actually did have like a lot of people coming in on day two, is what I heard. Like a f- couple of friends of mine actually are fans of the Japanese gaming culture, and they went and checked it out. So. That's why I mean they went and they saw it was actually pretty. They even sent me some pictures and it actually looked pretty crowded. The Japanese section. Was the Japanese section actually? Uh, you know, I think what was some of the people who there were Japanese who actually went and did this, right? I think was it from there? They have their own uh, 
thing going on in Bangalore where they're trying to promote the culture beyond the IGS thing, if I'm not wrong. Probably, yeah. The name. Like, there's, there's a, there's the a name. Japanese culture, yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think it's called the, ja- the, online, the Japanese Online Gaming Association or something like that. I, I remember it was something along those lines. Right, right, right. That's there. Uh, by the way, guys, if you see, if you think, uh, if you guys imagine that Trilokesh wasn't being a big part of this discussion, it's because he was handling the comments right now. He is the one who's handling the comments. Uh, so all your uh, all your doubts and everything, shoot them below and he'll answer them. Uh, we will not be taking any questions midway through the podcast, but if you have anything, hold them close. We will t- have a questions round at Was the end of the it, podcast yeah. where we'll answer all your questions. All right. All right. Uh, we were yeah, on the yeah. topics of esports, and it's funny how this easily blends into our next one, which is Ucipher. Yep, Ucipher. I mean, oh yeah. So Ucipher actually took place the same day as, uh, you know, it, it took place the same day as uh, the first day of IGS. So it took place at around what ten in the night. Unfortunately, I never got to. I, mean, I never got to watch the entire episode. Like we did do a discussion of uh, right. the use. Soham was the one who watched everything, right? Yeah. Soham. Yeah, I also watched some. Footage. I mean, so uh, Udit, correction. Soham isn't here, unfortunately, and you just referred to to location. I, 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 I know. I just said Soham was yeah, yeah. the one who watched it. Yeah, he does. Along with you, you guys did a forty-minute video on it. True. Yeah, we did right? do a forty-minute video on it where I did see, like, I heard information about it and I saw like snippets here and there. But you know, you got to watch the entire thing to kind of you know understand it fully. I got him. I managed to get a, like a bit of understanding right there. So me and Soham had a discussion on that. So three location, you said you watched some footage about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about the U Cipher thing, they showed off four games: Tekken. And real cricket, CS:GO, and Dota 2. Mm-hmm. Around 10 minutes of Tekken 7 was like footage was given. Again, real cricket, which is a mobile game. I get okay. it; it's a multi-platform. Again, five minutes of CS:GO, which is a 21-round game. Yeah, five minutes. Five minutes of CS:GO in 21 rounds. Basically, they compressed uh... they compressed it like a RAR file. Like that, that <laughs> that's what a lot of people told me. Like physical oh, impact. Okay. uh but uh, the, the 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 one i'm most interested is actually dota how did they handle dota so so what soham told me was dota went pretty well like they could have done better in explaining how dota is like to a newer audience but then again you got to remember dota is not a game that can be easily learned uh and like you know counter strike and tekken which is counter strike is more like you know point and click with a bit of strategy and tekken is all about see all games do have strategy but to understand and just play the basic is like dota would be the hardest right and yeah. they did a pretty good job so my my here's were my mind goes a little bonkers so uh rahul you know dota in itself uh, as a game is hard to master in itself there's so many strategies to be applied which creates a meta game which most of the esport community exploits basically play strategizing each other using the meta game right yeah and then you add this another layer of gaming which is reality show right which basically uh, focuses on these personalities and how they exploit these games and i might be stretching here but this is another layer of meta game added to over the meta game added over the base game 
which makes it a lot of complex, which it makes it very complex for somebody to understand. Uh, whereas when you compare something with roadies or a big boss, it is all about just putting ten sociopaths in a room together and pretty much, yeah. Together. Yeah, so I don't know giving so much attention. I don't know where you could draw the line between the casual crowd or the hardcore crowd when that thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean that that way. I think they did. Uh, I mean that that way. I mean yeah. It was see like they you, and the way you have marketed it. They kind of you know, I think. The way they portrayed it was more. Um, how do I put it? Like, like they say it's the biggest esports event and whatnot. Multi-platform. Yeah, multi-platform plays. It's an esports league. It's amazing. So people would think that it's an esports event, right? Right. Yeah. But it was more of a reality show, is because again it's being aired on MTV. The MTV crowd is a young crowd. Yeah. So be, they're trying to. Get the viewers, young viewers, then exploit them no, but, accordingly. But, but the way is really bad. Yeah, yeah. The way is uh, no. Uh, I want to stress on this. The way is really bad. I've seen people call out like many, many folks. So it's like probably I won't want to name, but uh, people like Grand Shaker and everybody calling out that this is what it is. But they're getting a lot of flack for it, saying that no, you're. Why are you focusing on criticizing such a thing? Uh, isn't it just happy? Uh, shouldn't we just be glad that something is happening? My question to you, Rato, Rats, yeah. and Relocash, is: Should we just be happy with such content being given as it is, or do we have a right to criticize it and expect more from the community? I don't think we have the right to. Crit- I mean, we. I mean, we all have rights to criticize something because you know that is. I mean, it's, it's criticism at the end of the day. We do have. Apparently, you don't. Apparently, you don't. You get you you get flagged for it on social media if you like speak something against you. Cipher is what I'm getting. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I yeah. do. Like two guys. I can name two guys. But should I? I think. No, but if I... you don't want to name them, it's all right, man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, don't want to name. But anyway. still, I know very two well-known guys. They're trying to push out MTV Rudy so much. I like, sorry, you Cipher too much. And, it's hard uh, to like, <laughs> like yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you, okay. see, so what mm. I would say would be the best thing to go about. I mean, see, so right now, Yusuf, it's new. One thing you got to give it to them is that they are actually showing this to the mass media, right? right. Yeah. Tell digital, like the tel- television guys. So not, you know, it, it's. So in a way, it's a good thing. Even though they're portraying it wrong, at least people will now know what is gaming, right. right? So that in itself is a plus point, if you ask me. Sure, they might have messed up in terms of the flow of the content and the. Pro- I don't know about the production. I mean, people say it was pretty good. It was like a proper, you know, reality style kind of thing. But the casting was really bad. Yeah, I mean, people did say like a lot of things like esports centric. It's pretty bad. Like the casting is bad and all that. But you got to give it to them that they are actually doing something. Yes, it might not be the best step, but it is a still a step nonetheless. Yes, yes. Uh, rats. Uh, but uh, there's a thing, right? It's uh, a lot of scenes apparently I've heard have been scripted, uh, and yeah, there were a lot of overacting as well. Yeah. yeah, we're not. We're not. And one more thing I wanted to bring is we're not. Despite this being in India, we're not. C- completely unfamiliar to the uh, idea of reality shows around gamers 
I believe at one point you brought me uh, brought no, the, attention to me about certain things. Yeah, the the, wa- the reality show. Like uh, I'll give you guys there was this one reality show I think back in 2005 or 6 where there was this reality show called Virtuo or Vertix or something like that and you guys can actually find those videos on YouTube. You look at them, you will actually be like dude what is this cringy shit that you're showing me? Like back then, they had actually had like a proper roadie style show for gamers, right? But it wasn't like a proper structured league like how Ucipher is. So hence, there's like that big difference there. No, I I think you were talking. I think and also you showed me another another reality show which is an Indian one. But what is it called? Gamers? Oh yeah, the gamers show. If I'm not mistaken, I think that yeah, it, yeah. it was based off of the Czech Republic, and that apparently they it it was properly. Done. Like that was actually well done. It was like a proper esports event, more into you know with the reality setting as well into it to follow the lives of the esports player. Yeah, but that was an example of an e uh, esports and reality show blending together and actually working, wasn't it? Yeah, that actually worked, and I think they finished uh, two seasons, if I'm not mistaken, no, one season, and that actually right. did uh, pretty well. Yeah, so this is what I want to say. Like, I'm not against the idea of a reality show happening on esports. E- 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 to be honest, I do want the, I do want the word to spread around video games. In, yeah. in the end, if Ucipher ends up doing something good, if Ucipher ends up being good, that's, I'm all up for it. Yeah, same right? here. Yeah, I'm just sure. I'm not. I'm not sure if the direction of their mind is in that place yet. I'm not sure. It's too early to call either ways, but. what soham said did not instill a lot of confidence either ways uh that bit of video will be available tonight on asset cast if you want to if you want us to break that down in further detail do stick around uh, that'll happen with soham and rads who apparently are starting their own esports show is it not yes some, something like that it's more like uh esports show where we discuss about you know it's a bi- it's a biweekly okay we're not sure but it's once every two weeks and we're just putting it out there we're just getting confused with the word biweekly yeah. according to google it means both twice a week or once in two weeks yeah but we clear, it's going to be once in two weeks yes, if we it, don't have it exactly exactly and right. we don't we don't have the time and resources to do it that soon so but we will get some good content for you guys revolving the world of esports and now speaking of esports udit do you think it's time we move on to the big announcements for esports in india oh are we still not done with esports right There's, yeah we're, we're still there something that happened at e this something that happened at igs the esl thing right yes i IG- uh, yeah Uh, their ESL announced this whole uh, line of uh, their announcement for the tournament for next year for this year to the next year, right? Yeah. They so announced, yeah, yeah. Uh, a gameplay of what uh, three seasons worth of uh, tournaments with the prize money of prize pool of one crore just for that one. Was yeah. It, or am I getting this wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So basically. that was the previous season so esl india a lot of you guys know that they have actually uh, you know they have uh, done two seasons of esl india premiership and now they have announced their third season and that has they've upped the scales a lot so i've actually got a couple of notes so you guys won't see much happening cuz i'm all tabbed apologies for that ladies and gentlemen but these notes are pretty well done so It is yes, it's a one crore uh, prize pool tournament. The games are still stuck to the same old CS:GO, Dota 2, and Clash Royale, as uh, they've also changed like a lot of other things. 
like uh, they have changed the format they have given uh, so ESL India Premiership has three different leagues right so for you guys as goes for you guys as well as the audience out there who don't know about ESL India Premiership they've got three different leagues they've got a starter league for all the new players a challenge league for you know semi pro to pro players and a masters league for the elite like the top the best of the best right and the masters league guys are guys who will be there based on their merit and past achievements so it's it's like a proper league system the winners of the starter cup can qualify for challenger league challenger league can qualify for the masters league and the masters league will stay there and will have to fight for their spot so they split this into three different seasons the summer season the fall season and the winter season right so now they've already confirmed that their summer season for this year is going to take place in mumbai so all of our folks there at mumbai Stay tuned. They are going to have like an ESL India Premiership there, and it's going to it's going to be rad. Like I've seen pictures. I want one in Bangalore. Unfortunately, I I don't know when if it's going to be there or not. So the second fall season is going to take place. Is is still yet to be announced. Now here is the most interesting thing of them all. The Masters season is going to take place for the next edition of the Indian Gaming Show. Yes, you heard it. Their normally their Masters season takes place at Delhi. which is their home ground because i think uh esl india their office is in gurgaon so but this time they're going to do it in the indian gaming show 2019 so that is something to look forward to kind of joining indian gaming show to make it an esports event hence i think is makes sense to have that esports centric in it that's an interesting road map there and it's something yeah i i, I it's something i believe which again uh, speaks to how bare bones i think igs felt to you because they still haven't got a lot of things planned out yet uh but it it seems like they're getting their stuff together and planning everything in the future uh with the iterations with this thing in particular that we'll see a more wholesome event coming in the future yeah that has, that's what i see from this trilokesh what do you think about it about uh, the road map yeah i'm really excited for usl india premiership going into igs and the idea of of having clash royale really i'm really not yeah i mean that, that that's that's the one thing i've been also off with like what about clash royale though uh, it, it does have a big base in india if i'm not wrong it does it so, does have a big player base in india and also if i'm not mistaken i think supercell the guys who publish the yeah, game clash clash yeah. of clans yeah supercell yeah. making clash of clans and clash royale they are actually pushing for esports for their mobile esports coming in but i don't know why not overwatch like so, overwatch overwatch players yeah. that's a main question why not overwatch isn't isn't there in esl india uh very like i 1 lakh players are from india maybe around wait for because, o- uh, for overwatch yeah the you can count them in the groups i mean yes if you count the groups we might hit a a uh, 1 lakh standard would remember that yeah. not every but but if see if you compare to this like uh, nah, yeah, games yeah, yeah, like csgo true. and dota 2 they've they are in the range of the millions right and in that millions there's only a small percentage who are into esports right so overwatch yes i mean i even i'm kind of disappointed that they don't have games like overwatch and league of legends it should push it they should but unfortunately i'm i'm kind of uh, disappointed that it's not there but probably maybe this might be the reason because not every you know out of let's say you have 100000 people the entire 100000 is not going to be into esports some of them are you know filthy casuals like me 
I'm no offense to the filthy casuals, guys. Even I'm a filthy casual. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a casual too. Yes. Yeah. I have no idea about the esports scene whatsoever. Okay? Yeah, and, and I'm the host. <laughs> no worry. Here we are here. We are here to educate you and let bring you up to speed. But yeah, I mean, it would be nice if they had more games. If you ask me. But then again, the, this announcement I think was a bit too early because their tournament is starting from the oh, my my okay, internet. Back? My internet DC'd, but I don't think I can come back to Facebook right now. Okay. Should I come back? I am. Wait. Not sure if I'm back online. Oh wait, I think we are back online. We are back online. We are back online. Yep, we are back online. But the the screen is stuck. No, the yep. video ended. The video. Guys in the comments, if you can hear us online. Yeah, because I can. I have the stream open in my side, and I can actually see it. So I'm not sure. If the video, no, 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 we are pretty much online. Can everybody be quiet for a moment? We are online. Okay, right? we are online. No more panic. No more panic. We are back. We are back. We are back. No more panic. All right. Panic, but it's not. All right. So, so yeah, as I was getting issues. Yeah, technical yeah. issues. Apologies for that, guys. So the other tournaments that ESL India has announced is a uh, KO Fight Night, which I'm assuming to be a fighting game based uh, event. They've also got uh, the Mountain Dew uh, Arena, which has been running for the past two years now. Two seasons, if I'm not, uh, to be exact, and also mm -hmm. they've announced two new tournaments. One is the Northeast Championships, which will include games like uh, CS:GO, Dota, FIFA 18, and Clash Royale. I got that information from one of my friends from the northeastern side, and they've also introduced the Legends Cup. So that Legends Cup, I think, I'm not sure if it's gonna be for League of Legends or something because you know that has the word Legends in it. I could be wrong, so we'll just have to wait. For more announcements regarding those tournaments, I uh, see. Uh, that's quite a lot of games, though. To be honest, yeah, it's a lot of tournaments, and for this year, man, like so, esports in India, it's actually it's going to boom. It's it's going it's not going to boom. It's it's already like it's booming, right? It's going it's booming, okay. and it's going to be like bigger. It just depends on how it's executed. So I'm I'm kind of like excited for it, if you ask me. Uh. You know what? A bit when you mentioned Clash Royale for a bit, I wanted to share a story which is not related to esports. But back when again I used to work uh, for uh, on certain video games, I, I had one of these friends. Pablo was his name. All right. Uh, he he was from uh, Chile, and every time whenever he would get frustrated, uh, he'd open. He just take his mobile, open up Clash Royale, and just scream at the game. That was his way to vent his frustrations. He would scream at the game and the bad design choices, <laughs> and that's how he'd vent out his frustration and come back and start working again. I learned a lot of, I think, Spanish casual because of him. He's like, wow. "Why the fuck would you make such a weird design choice?" And he just keeps going on and on and on and on about that game. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a huge detour, but yeah. Going on. Anybody else want to add something to this? I mean, not much. Like I've. Mentioned my whatever I've got to say. Mhm. Mm okay, because we are. I think for uh, for the final thing, we are pretty much leaving the esports territory. Yeah. For this podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One guy is saying on, on... about the Ucipher thing. It's a big boss kind of. I la la. Uh, we know that. <laughs> kind of mentioned, right? It's about. <laughs> it's about uh, again that the thing was right. Big boss. It's about like just putting ten sociopaths into a home together. <laughs> Pretty I'm much. I'm not sure yeah, if you want to create a community with sociopaths. No. 
for a reality show related to gaming i'm not sure that's the message you want to give out to people like taking the cancer and giving out the same cancer like seriously <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right before, before i get any more controversial let's move on to something that's not as controversial loot boxes Yep. Oh, loot okay, box. I mean, <laughs> that didn't help at all. Come on, man. Loot, loot boxes has been the thing about. It's it's been a topic that's been discussed ever since you know for the past two years, man. Like everyone knows about loot boxes, and it's like a big thing. Like, and you know how companies nowadays make money through loot boxes, through microtransactions and whatnot. Like, and Microsoft with their amazing timing. Uh, apparently is developing a new system to track down your overall accomplishments on the Xbox. Uh it's currently called as the career mode, all right? Uh I think a trailer was released back uh when was it released? It was recently. Uh where they showed how you can customize your avatar yeah. and you know the Xbox uh, avatar. I, I saw that video, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, and your uh obviously uh, a lot of cosmetics and everything can be applied to make your avatar separate. and based on the career progression by all the games that you keep playing kind of like obviously uh, ratul you have not had a console or an xbox right so it's much like your steam account but uh, you have an avatar tied to that and based on the certain uh, level progressions you can attain certain things right yeah well it's not exactly known if you can uh, purchase these items with real money uh i'm not sure uh, i'm i'm not uh discounting that possibility though what do you guys think i mean it uh, i mean you never i mean they started off with that forza motorsport 7 uh, loot boxes and i think oh a, that was terrible <laughs> that was terrible yeah a lot of people had problems with that actually in in in, in case people who did not understand this is uh So obviously, uh, once you, if you are a person of uh, early two thousands, when the innocent phase of video gaming, you know that uh, when you had to change certain parameters in racing or something like that, you could actually do that by just changing the settings. So Forza, the motorsport, actually has you puts that feature in a loot box. All right. Yeah. You That's basically good. earn earn loot box and earn the privilege. of changing the parameters of the parameters parameters mm. of <laughs> games so that it can suit more to your style so that you have a better chance of winning why so that you can earn more loot boxes ah uh, it is insidious that that process is just insidious yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> okay, relocation i just explained to you but no it's just breaking down that was the process you uh, you play you get loot boxes You change the parameters of the game. You win. You get more loot boxes. It's a never-ending cycle of just loot boxes in that system. It's been it's uh, been in the mobile gaming industry though. I I don't think it's in the mobile and game industry though. You pretty much know exactly what you're getting in the mobile industry. Oh, I could be wrong. I'm not played a lot of mobile games. I developed a mobile game. I have been in charge of development of one of the books, but. Uh, in mobile games, I think it's just microtransactions, which is kind of yeah. different from loot boxes. I mean, yeah, and yeah. also mobile games, most of them are free downloads. Whereas this, you're paying for yeah. the game, but then you have to again pay more to kind of you know improve and get better in the game. Like the old school grinding game, grinding scenario is dead with the introduction right. of loot boxes and Microsoft. But see, then again, this uh, like the report that uh, Udit showed me, 
it's still a report it's not 100% true yet so we don't know exactly it's not so, speculation yeah so we don't know if xbox want to, wants to bring back like microsoft wants to bring back the uh, the grinding part back you don't know like what if they just want you to play more games the more you play you level up your uh, xbox account and every time you win they just give you a reward loot box where you have a random chance of getting something and customizing it probably what they might do is they might allow you to you know use utilize your real money to buy the avatar directly not the loot boxes right. to get a chance to get that avatar i mean because that's actually a better thing to do i know uh, and i do want the pr of microsoft to just clarify this issue because the timing of this whole thing is horrendous because yeah. especially with the whole star wars thing that yeah. was happening with governments actually taking precautions and measures against the loot box concept and microsoft well let's just say in terms of consoles xbox is not pretty uh, doing very well when compared yeah. to the ps4 and nintendo right it's just like these guys come up fall through the door and they're like hey guys i know i know i know that ps4 and nintendo are killing it but you have this crazy features i mean you guys love loot boxes right we we're introducing that in a not just in a game but into a whole profile menu how about that yeah it's just it's just not very very confident it's just not <laughs> instill confidence in the console for me but it does not kill the console just by saying it's all speculation it's all, it's all speculation at this point so we don't know till we know pretty much i mean that that's all i can say and I'm, i'm just going to i want xbox to pick back up and get back into the competition though yeah i mean xbox i mean i'm using a controller that's kind of xbox oriented it uses the a x y b <laughs> so yeah no my my main reason is i don't want uh, the market to ever be in a position where it's just dominated by a single entity uh um, yeah. because that leads to that entity being no relaxed. competition yeah, yeah. no, no competition uh, i mean aman is aman is, is, often says that no pc should be the only market but the reason we are having such good games is because of the combination yes, of certain consoles exactly. and everything and everybody wanting to edge the other out by giving what their exclusives by giving a better experience to the players in the end it's the gamers who win uh, yeah yeah So that's the case and I really want Xbox to pick back up in that direction. I just do not know where their head is at with this. Yeah. I mean we'll only find out soon or uh, soon like not right now yes. but we'll find out pretty soon. But you know what does give me hope a bit in Xbox? Yeah. Like what was the what's that? What was what? Fable. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Microsoft did announce Fable, Fable 4. Didn't didn't they did not announce it? Oh, they didn't announce it. But no, 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 yeah, no, oh. no, no. But there are there are words like birdies, little birdies talking about a Fable Four in works. Ooh. Uh, before before going about this, I'm going to say, um, it's probably Playground Games who yeah. have announced that they're working on a new Microsoft project. It hasn't been disclosed yet, but beyond closed doors, some people are saying. That a new Fable game is in the works. Hype! Yeah, hype. I mean, Fable <laughs> I has been busy. Fable has been one I'm game. Yeah, uh, Fable yeah. has been one game franchise where I always wanted to be a part of, but I hmm. I never really got the chance to play the game. So recently, I actually got Fable Anniversary. I'm planning on playing it soon. Like you know, I think Fable Anniversary is like the remastered edition of the original game. If yes. I'm not mistaken, so I'm actually looking forward to playing that game. You know, and then hopefully play Fable Two and Three. I don't think. 3 is available for the PC, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, so you can, but it's emulation. Ah, all right. So I, I mean, I'm and I'm not a big fan of the emulated things. 
especially for the console cuz I, i mean if you want because it's going to be laggy and stuff like even when i tried uh, emulating an old school uh, gba game called mother 3 it i had some issues so i mean it's it's better to play in that but anyway we're going a little off topic here but fable 4 so i'm actually i don't know the story of fable can you guys quick brief me on right. that don't spoil too much like don't spoil too much spoil and and no no that that question yeah. that that statement was meant for trilokesh trilokesh i swear oh. to god don't you <laughs> no, dare no, no, spoil no, no. <laughs> humble belonging again going on and fighting evil you've seen the story of fable it's not going to do a lot of difference uh what what sticks with you in fable is that it has a certain charm in it all right all right it does not take it is there are moments of levity in that uh, franchise which re- is really welcoming in an rpg that uh, normally the rpg genre is pretty serious it's pretty brooding it's pretty you know heavy and contextual like you have to be in the mood to again get back into the rpg fable has these moments of levity all right you get certain nicknames like chicken or what, what is it chicken hunter chicken kicker or something yeah, like that yeah, that's pretty really cool even has chicken certain hunter. voice actors from monty python which were hilarious uh so it has a lot of, a lot of fun with the, its own plot all right and it's a fable one i think was pretty short i remember completing the first one with the good ending in one day and then immediately switching back to it and the second day with the evil ending so it is the typical fantastical kind of game uh, in terms of that but sometimes you really really need that uh, mm. i have not played fable 2 and fable 3 though i've heard that it does not live up to the first two first one uh, i think trilokesh played those ones no no i didn't play any fable 2 and fable 3 is uh, i I wasn't able to play because I didn't have a console. Fable right. to so there is, yeah, there is just this amazing. It it it's again, uh, it it does not have an uh, really really. Then again, the hero's journey is a story that really works and runs like sticks with everyone. Uh, so, since Fable One, I haven't really found a game with that much of a charm, and. Despite everything Fable has had a very troubled productions all right uh Lionhead Productions had closed down they were working on a Fable game which had again changed into morphed into this uh, what uh, a symmetrical co-op in the way of uh, Evolve if I'm not wrong uh which I was kind of interested but then Xbox again Microsoft again I do not know can the project shut down Lionhead Games because god forbid we have innovation in a games I'm getting ahead of myself but Fable yeah. 4 bringing back that thing i am hyped what do you guys take from all this i already asked your opinion but i keep wanting us because i really yeah. want fable to live on yeah i know i want to bring original story yeah i want yeah. i want to bring back the so, old school games back into the mix like you know a warcraft 4 wouldn't be ba- that bad if you ask me Or even a star. I know I'm, I'm I know I'm going the lines of Amun here but guys I'm not I'm not Amun don't worry <laughs> don't worry about that but yeah it would be pretty good to see old school RPG games like even though it was this one RPG game I mean it was it was like a 
turn based RPG called Septera Score and that was a game uh-huh. I I played it for a bit I enjoyed it but never got to finish it like I never got to fully experience mm-hmm. it if they made like a remaster of that game I would love to play that game again Right but yeah so fa- course, but yeah right. coming to the main topic sorry for going a little off uh I would love to you know see if Fable 4 come in but hopefully I managed to finish the first games before you know No I really <laughs> need you to finish because another thing is uh another thing if I'm not wrong Fable is it's generational kind of story I believe the Fable 2 and Fable 3 characters yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are uh, descendants of your character from Fable 1 And yes. I believe the story progresses in that way. Like in Fable One, you start as a farmer, and slowly, like your lineage mm. keeps progressing among the ranks. And exactly, exactly. There is a story that's heavily tied within the generation. But so I believe you're going to no get a save. lot more out of it. What? I'm talking about the save kind. If you have the uh, save files for the Fable One, you oh can't yeah, it oh yeah, that was save kind. Of... Yeah, that was a good. That was a good feature. Does not have. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It's not. It's not like Mass Effect. Where, you know the story complete. Changes heavily from game to game. It's still no, very but, heavily tied. But Witcher, if you think about Witcher, there is some quests you can play and some gear you can acquire. I understand, but, but again, uh, this them, was a game that came theme. before the this game. This was a game that came before the time where Mass Effect. I think Mass Effect was the one which really introduced that feature of yeah, you know, your save files. Yeah, Dragon Age. The next one, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Yes. Uh, so this was much before Fable was much before that time. I believe so. This was—I uh, don't think that was a huge thing back then. Obviously, all credits to Mass Effect—they changed all that thing. Uh, how save files could be carried over, and I do want it in Fable Four if that happens. I really do. Where you know whatever the actions that your uh, your predecessors did carries on in the world, but I understand why it wasn't there in the previous games. Uh, Game was that's multi-platform. Thought. It was in console, right? The Fable Three, so you can't really carry the save file. No, you can. You can. You can carry on your save. File. So no, I mean, no, no. you can carry on the save file if the first two games were in the console. Yeah. Oh right, right. Like right, if right. from yeah. PC to console, I don't think that. I think that's what Relocation is trying to point yes, out. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, pl- I remember playing first Fable on uh, PC. I don't know uh, if uh, Fable Two was on PC. Then I can understand. That's another. Uh, Weird thing that happens, but they could always have introduced that one. What Dragon Age Inquisition did, uh, and a lot of Telltale games do, where you know your choices in the yeah the you previous game choose your choices in the games in the and cloud. you know yeah recorded in the cloud yes yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and considering that Playgrounds is a developed the Forza Horizon three like the if you see the whole. Environment and everything, world. Yeah, the graphical, like yeah, the graphical appeal. It's very optimized. Uh, if you like, I'm really hopeful for the Fable Four if it's going to release. Yeah, the whole world you can really delve into it. Yeah, and it's a very colorful world when they that. I've seen, uh, I've seen the screenshots. I've seen it. I've seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen the gameplay yet, but I'm hoping that I have a good time with Fable Anniversary so I can get hyped for Fable Four. We are not sure about that colorful world coming to PC. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm not PC. I'm sure of one colorful world coming to PC. It is Final Fantasy 15. Oh Windows yes. Windows Edition. I I am. Ha. I am hyped for that. Announced March 6th, 2018. While at the same time, the Royal Edition, previously announced for PS4 and Xbox One, has been announced as well. The Royal Edition comes with the expanded map. 
which includes the Insomnia City Ruins. The people who have played Final Fantasy 15 will know what I'm talking about. A fully controllable Royal Vessel boat, which again, people who know will talk about it. That you, okay, fine, you can control a boat in this game. Uh, <laughs> a new accessory that can activate a new section, new action called Armiger Unleashed. Armiger are basically these weapons that these guys use in Final Fantasy 15, special weapons. A new first person camera mode. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah nice. More than a dozen pieces of downloadable content, which includes weapons, cars, regalia skins. Regalia is the car, basically, the Audi car. And all season pass content, uh, which includes the episode Gladiolus, episode Prompto, multiplayer expansion comrades, which it's a multiplayer mode where you place a, a certain other characters. In a during a period of Final Fantasy 15, which I'm not going to spoil for you, right. but it's very exciting. It's really, really good. An episode Ignis, all of this content, which should have been in the base game. Thank you for that, Square Enix. Uh, archive, which where players can review the cosmogony and other codex things, and many quests, many new trophies, and obviously the Final Fantasy 15 base game comes along with it. For okay, is this, <laughs> this going to come on Windows also? The Royal Edition. Yeah, Windows has an edition itself. Windows gets all of these, but a certain enhancements, uh, thanks to NVIDIA. Uh, rats, did you check out the, uh, the announcements? Been, that I, I, I haven't checked the announcements yet in detail, but I am hoping for Final Fantasy 15. But wait, the one question that I have in mind, since uh, you mentioned about Windows Edition, is this going to be, ex it's not going to be exclusive to Windows, correct? No, no, no. I guess no, no, it no, no, might no. be introduced to Xbox One, Windows, like kind of thing. All right, no, because I, if it's available on Steam as well, then I'll definitely pick it up. Oh, if it's on Steam, maybe, maybe. We uh, I'm not. I'm not very sure. I'll have to like check back on that. Uh, yeah. Oh, that would be a huge thing if that's the case. Also, That'd also mods. Good. Yeah. Yeah. If it's on Steam, oh, you yeah. can. Oh yeah, you can you have can mods mod. in the game. On yeah, if it's on Steam, community mods. Oh, that's then, the most then, important thing. Um, I know what mods I'm getting. Let's turn Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 to World of Warcraft. Nope. Uh, no offense. No offense. No offense. Before, before, nope. the, before, before people start taking out their pitchforks, I, it was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, okay, right. The so, no, so the great thing is that uh, the the people have been working. It's not going to be like. Uh, the reason I'm excited for this is because it's not going to be unlike one of those shitty ports that Final Fantasy is famous for. Uh, they've been closely working with NVIDIA and you will have the NVIDIA turf effects. You will have the NVIDIA hair works. You will have the NVIDIA flow. You'll have the G-Sync HDR monitors, uh, which will support this game. Uh, Shadow play highlights. Uh, and also everyone's favorite, NVIDIA Ansel. Oh, yes. I'm a big fan of that. I actually love yeah. that, that software. That's pretty cool. That that tool, a uh, one technology which allows you to take insane pictures. So uh, I I just love that. Okay, not... Guys, it's on Steam, by the way. I mean, it's, it's... Yes, and I'm really excited, Ratul, for you to play it because people keep saying that Witcher Three is beautiful, and I'm like, dude, just check out the world of Final Fantasy 15. It's fucking gorgeous, and especially with the music. All right, it creates this really surreal road trip uh, adventure that you're you're going on all right you have this car you're going through the mountains and there's this piece of, oh there's just something about japanese composers man they really really bring out the sense of adventure through the visual aesthetics mixed with the musical aesthetics and i can't wait for everybody in the p on pc to you know completely 
uh, experience this. Yeah, because I want to, uh, as a person who's who got this game on day one and played through it, I love the game through and through. It's it was completely flawed because a lot of story segments were missing. Ah, uh, pretty much half of the game was missing. They have put that back in. I will not I never excuse Square Enix for doing this in the first place. Uh, and along with these graphical enhancements, I believe the PC edition is the definitive edition to get on it. And I can't wait to like play this all over again and find out it find it to be a completely new experience. Uh, have I sold you guys on this? Oh yes, I'm yeah, I'm sold. I am sold. I'm definitely into it. If there's the more. Great. Yeah. The great thing about this road trip is that. Okay, so one of the most magical moments, obviously, there's this whole epic Shakespearean uh, plot that Final Fantasy is used for. It has what I say is. by far one of the greatest villains in gaming history definitely one of the best villains in final fantasy which is known for great villains uh but the small uh, aspects all right uh the mechanics you're driving past uh, on a road on inodigalia and you have to stop why do you have to stop these uh, a horde of creatures this animal along with its family is crossing the road and you just watch that pass by before you drive again all right and it has these really unique mechanics where uh you don't level up immediately after battle you collect a certain experience points but then you'll have to rest at an inn for you to level up and based on the quality of inn you'll have a multiplier by which you level up if you if you're if you're camping by the side you'll probably get 1x if you're camping at a motel you get like 1.5x if you're going at a really posh hotel it's like 3x all right and also and depends on camping, the time it also depends on the time you stay at that Uh, in which increases your i mean right. the duration of the multiplayer how long it lasts for right. that kind of brings out right. that well rested mechanic from world of warcraft right Holy and shit. then and during this obviously the more you explore the more recipes this ignis guy comes up with and he starts making these dishes which look great but it adds another element to this uh, camping mechanic and it uh, prompter wants to keep taking pictures all the time then you have these chocobos which when you once you go into the and you know rest at that place with the chocobo farm and there's this sweet western kind of music that plays where you just you just feel like i'm just going to sit back and you know fall on my bean bag and just like let this thing play it's like it's this surreal so you i remember this uh, cruising past this roadside and you can see this huge lake in the background all right yeah and there's just this monster huge monster just peacefully drinking water there and you know it's just one of those movies that i've never once like had in a game where i just get off from my car and it's just one of those feelings which is so relatable in real life right when you get off your car go out and you know take a picture and like a selfie with your pe- with your gang your bro gang right yeah. you can actually do that in final fantasy the prompto has the photographic features where he just takes a photo with all of you together and it packs this whole travel log kind of thing and every time you rest at your inn you have to choose 10 pictures from the ones that he has taken he takes some during battles and as you keep leveling up his skills of taking photos level up so you can add those instagram filters and a lot inside the game all right oh, and it's crazy wow. yeah and certain times when you camp during the game you know one of the bros like uh, gladiolus comes up and he's like hey so i've heard the area near this place has this really crazy pond which i believe has this really huge fish monster uh, do you want to check that out and the main character noctis fishing is his favorite hobby which is by far one of the best mechanics of the game like really fun 
and you're like yeah sure let's go fishing and it's just early in the morning 6 a.m you wake up you go to that place and he's just like fishing all day long you're like where do i get this monster it's hilarious the the bro mechanics the human elements of this traveling really makes you feel like you're on a adventure while you ignore the main plot that's going on which is all wow. about discussion and shit but <laughs> <laughs> this road trip very very memorable i really want everybody to give this game a shot it is beautiful it is masterful and it's it's going to stick with you through the end yeah well uh, march march 6th is the expected release date so i can i can't wait for it it's already <laughs> on steam so it's on steam no, but it's it's, it's releasing on uh, 6 months but yeah 6th. yeah i get it but you, i was ask, answering your question is it going to be available on steam yeah i know no i i saw that i saw that i saw that right Mods. being said a small game just passed a milestone of 400 million players Wait, is, 40, i think 40 million not 400 40 40 sorry <laughs> my bad 40 million players uh what is it? fortnite fortnite was yeah. it called right yeah the biggest considered the, uh, now the biggest battle royale game yeah yeah definitely how did this happen how did this happen trilokesh explain me i do not know anything <laughs> The Fortnite is a better counterpart of the PUBG. It has better mechanics, like sh- strategies and everything, like building materials. And also, a new map was released. That's why maybe people were joining no, it uh, to check Fortnite out. Fortnite started off as a very different game initially, did it not? Yeah, but they actually have planned for a free, free, uh, free game. For everybody, yeah, and I that, think 2018 yeah. they're planning on making Fortnite completely free, both the battle royale and the tower defense modes. Right, yeah. uh, not tower, the, uh, but the story uh, mode was not free; w- won't be free. I mean, I, you still get to play tower defense with your friends, so that's that's what I want. Because that's no, the actually story, the story is really good. Also, the the campaign mode not not really good, but it's enjoyable with playing your friends and everything. It is, yes, it uh, is. Rathul, quite some time ago, we talked about like Fortnite might overtake we everybody. Did. We did. We did. We did. We did kind of call that if uh, things keep going on this way, Fortnite might just uh, like pull through and like become really, really huge. And it didn't take long for that to happen. It did. It had what thirty million players like two, three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> just jump ten yeah. million more players within that. That's that's crazy. That's that that's hella What? crazy if you ask me. Because see, Fortnite now has yeah. the potential of being like one of the best, uh, ba- battles of uh, you know, survival. Uh, King the, of the Hill game, the battle royale game. Yes, King of the Hill battle royale games. And see, I am not a fan of these battle royale games, right? And a lot of people, like, see, a lot of people ask me, why don't you play PUBG? I told them that I'm not a fan of battle royale games. And when people ask me why why don't you play Fortnite, I tell them the same answer. They are like, give it a try. Because I told them I like the Fortnite tower defense, but give it a try for battle royale. So a lot of my viewers keep asking me like, hey man, try it out, try it out. It's good, it's good. It's like you know you have that annoying friend who keeps poking your shoulder and be like, hey man, watch this show, watch this show. Like how Udit's been telling me to watch Devil Man. Devil Man. <laughs> why don't you watch it yet? I'll watch it. I'll watch it today. I'll watch it today. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> But but you but you get it. So I've been a lot of people, and normally when people kind of poke me and tell me like, hey hey, watch this, watch this, watch this. I th- okay. If a lot of people are telling me to wa- uh, check it out, I'll probably check it out. Who knows? It might be enough to change my perception of battle royale games. It should. It should. 
Like yes, even even Trilogy is telling me like go. It should it should change my thing. So I I should be like I might actually change my view or I might just like Fortnite alone. So we'll just have to wait and see till I try out the game. But it's a it's a brilliant achievement coming in from uh, their side. Hang on, guys. Uh, but we seem to glossed over this. Uh, I need to be back. There's some background. Uh, can we? I'll just be back in two minutes. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons why Fortnite was a better thing than PUBG was PUBG was just survival. You go to a place, yeah. you loot with your friends, you find other people, camp. you kill. Yeah, you camp. You also camp. Yeah, yeah you camp. <laughs> right? In Fortnite, yes, you do the same things. You go to a place, you loot things, you camp, but Fortnite has a building feature building. that's very similar to that in Rust. In games like Rust where building is one of the primary things you do you just you know build up like you can basically be very creative and smart and build up your own little cover but like create your own tower yeah, to you defend can, from other people exactly but here's the thing that tower won't be able to you know withstand for long so you have got to be careful exactly. so exactly. that you have to plan out. exactly so yeah. that that balance is there which is actually a pretty good balance if you ask me you can Fortnite. outplay others by using your strategies Ex- not by killing yeah. also yeah, so that I wanted to say that uh, Fortnite started off as a very different game from Battle Royale. It did, Rose. yeah. It was a tower defense game, right? Four player, and it, four player, and it's and Epic Games pretty much tweaked the Battle Royale games and made a formula that actually blended really well together. Yeah, it's like uh, they, it's like I've noticed one thing. Like, see, all ever since PUBG came out, everybody's been del- delving into that battlegrounds, uh, battle royale uh, genre. We saw this. We discussed this actually last. Uh, with the last podcast where everybody's been doing it paladins battlegrounds brought it out but the one difference in fortnite is fortnite still stuck to their main element of building tower defense's main aspect is construction right and right. they actually stuck to that and turned that into battle royale which is a good thing and it actually did help uh, help out in their favor as they crossed that 40 million mark so Epic Games, I believe, is a company that's pretty known for you know tweaking and innovating the base game. Yeah, I believe um what Paragon was it? Which yeah, Paragon. Started, which was yeah, a yeah, yeah. But, but like it, it's very different from where it started uh, as a game. I'm yeah, not very sure. About, yeah, so uh, it, it's it's great to see. Uh, it's actually great to see a company that's uh, that's forever like uh, reinnovating itself accordingly and not just like sticking to one thing. I hope that PUBG does that with its own thing, but it's it not might with the server issues. The server <laughs> is still crap. Yeah. <laughs> the Fortnite, Fortnite is really good. Uh, it's really oh, smooth. Yeah, Fortnite, how many concurrent players that Fortnite have? I don't know. I have to see that. But is it is it in millions? Yeah. Is it in millions? Probably. Yeah, yeah. This was a pretty good. Not sure how many the exact forty-five number. million players and current is two million. What? What? Forty-five million? They've, they've crossed forty-five now. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me by the time we start our podcast, <laughs> they've crossed five million. <laughs> at that, <laughs> at, at, at that. Like, what, no, no, no. Yesterday, no, 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 it was me, yesterday. This, this, yesterday. Yeah. Still, what is happening? <laughs> I mean, at yeah. at this rate, they would actually be, you know, they would jump fifty million by the end of this month. Oh, it's two million right now. The end of the week, then. concurrent players. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. That's, a, that's actually. How do you make that, Where that, does that stock up? That's actually very close to PUBG. PUBG's also got the same amount of two million players. Yeah, two million five hundred, uh, one million around that. Yeah. 
Is it does yeah i mean if you if you compare it to the competition of other video game uh, like movies out there speed, what the but okay. you know it was we had good soundtrack that's about not, it yeah we still do not are waiting for one video game adaptation to be the godfather of this genre the dark knight the dare will be blood the avengers the winter soldier everything mortal kombat oh crap yeah. no that, that, that that game was so i mean uh, that that Game is old. I mean, right, I mean, the when it came, movie also came a pretty long back, two thousand two or something like that. Like, it was so weird. Like when I it saw is so it. It's so enjoyable, though. It is so like, enjoyable. I mean, yes. Friends, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. Moved into a different dimension. I That's mean, you could you could have basically have a drinking game on all uh, on this. You could <laughs> if you want to. I watch it for birthday, but that's not my point. My point here is a tra- the second trailer for the Tomb Raider movie has just. And it's actually based on the reboot of the game. Yeah, the 2013. Yeah. So Thrill Gage, you can go first because I think he's played the game and uh, see the trailer. Yes, exactly. Okay. The game felt really good. Felt really good after a long time since 20, 2006. The last day, I forgot the name. And the movie trailer seems really good. I don't know about it. Uh, Udit, what's your take? Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's he, oh he's he's gone into his anime persona mode where he gives that preemptive laugh. He'd be like, <laughs> "This movie, <laughs> like I can imagine that happening." You can imagine that. No, no, but uh, I mean, uh, I, it's not a bad trailer, dude. To be honest, uh, trailers are meant to be good. It, it, it stuck. The music stuck to my head. I'm like, I'm a survivor. <laughs> it, it caught on. It, it relates with any. It's it relates to any video game fan who has like pushed through all the horrible video game adaptations we've been through and still surviving. You're a survivor. We're still waiting for that video game adaptation. I don't think this is gonna be it. I mean, yeah, I we mean, have seen pretty good trailers for movies as well. I mean, the first trailer for Warcraft looked pretty good. It did. Uh, I, I, I yeah, to be honest. So that, that that was my mistake. I was sold there, and then when I saw yeah. the movie, I was like, shit. What did, what did I? Like what did I do? Right, <laughs> and, and 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 to be honest, some people keep saying that some of the scenes in trailer are ripped exactly from, from game. video games, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. I'm uh, like time and again, I keep reminding people the movie and video games are two different entities, and they should not be mixed together. We have had video video game adaptations that have events that are ripped straight from the video games. Prince of Persia has done that. Warcraft has done that. Assassin's Creed has done that. Yeah. Countless games, movies have done that. They were not great movies, all right. And that does not make a great movie. 
Alicia Vikander, brilliant actress, Oscar-winning actress. But some of the scenes, just you can clearly see that she's in a uh, she's behind a CGI screen there. Yeah, you <laughs> can. Especially the you part where, tell. where she jumps on where, in the. I mean, don't forget river, the man. the parts where she yeah. gets hit by any of yeah. the freaking things there. I mean, it's, it's ob- evident that it's complete CGI. Yeah, it's and and it it breaks my heart because one thing the game did really well is whenever Lara Croft makes that leap and like till okay, she'll be familiar whenever she crosses a ledge, yeah, she'll yeah, just. Yeah. Holds onto a ledge, even through the small grunts and stuff. You can really feel the effort that Lara Croft is putting in doing that thing, right? Not, not a bad. It's not good. The effects are really bad. In the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. And just the fact that a video game character feels more realistic than a movie character. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I know. <laughs> I know, right? It's it's just it's not something I'll hold on. One thing I do like is Walton Goggins, who plays the villain, Matthias Matthias Vogel. Is was was his name? Trilokesh. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. I didn't yeah, look I, upon it. I I really 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 like this actor. Uh, he's been in quite a lot of things. He's been in Hateful Eight. He's Jiang been Wan in uh, Django Unchained. He's been in a lot of Tarantino movies. He has a really really good presence. uh wherever he is so he's one thing that's keeping me going but what else will this ratul yeah. i want to know your honest thought no not not my opinion but do you think this is the franchise that will save the video game industry in terms of genre will you finally have a breakthrough will you keep saying that video game genre sucks will this be the movie that will fix that well i have just i mean see i've seen i've not okay i just to give it to you guys i've not played the game right so i have no idea about the story i've and the movie is coming out i of course i will watch it but will this game i mean will this movie be that uh, game breaker no will it will be the game changer no i don't think it can because every video game movie they tend to mess up something it's like they're given 2 hours i understand that they want to you know put a lot of uh, content in it like a lot of lore that a game of 6 hours they try to compress it in like an hour and a half or two but you're missing out a lot of important small things there and it's important to include those details because see the game the fans of the game will also appreciate it plus the new people who are watching it it's like they're playing a game Right? right but they're watching it in the form of a movie so it all comes down to that and after watching the trailer of the tomb raider i don't think it's it's gonna work out well i mean we, i mean, i could be wrong i could be wrong by fundamental difference the, see the movie the games are structured in a way where most of the times the plot uh, incites you to go from point a to point b yeah. right and mm-hmm. there's a, and the, there's a lot of agency that a player has in in whichever way he goes from point a to point b right uh and that's a freedom the player has obviously that's not the thing in a movie right so just putting a set piece from a game is not going to work uh you have to just like completely forget the game and focus on what the movie medium is and how to best tell the story of lara croft in this medium without relying on the video game source material yeah and that is what most people fail to understand uh i don't know who knows in the best case scenario if this fails they, uh, sony might probably you know 
abandon the uncharted movie which i think is a beautiful thing that can happen i am a horrible person i know and the best thing i can wish for is another movie getting canned but this is what i see i, I have no hope in this industry no except for castlevania tv series and dad of light those two things are oh, those two things were pretty good Witcher, yeah, even the Witch, even out. even the Witcher Netflix series, since you know Netflix has been actually doing a good job when it comes to like video game adaptations. I mean, oh, integrating video games into a TV series kind of thing, they've been doing a good job. So, I actually, have high hopes for the Witcher three Netflix series. But yeah, but the thing with the Witcher three series is Witcher itself is an adaptation of, of a book. book. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's not something that's uh, t- say a Witcher is a video game. Uh, I would say. I would uh, disagree. I would say it is a great adaptation of a book. It is uh, in my opinion, an expansion. Witcher exists beyond uh, a video game or a book. Now it's a universe itself. So it has a lot of lore that can be captured. I don't think that's a game that any uh, even in an adaptation. There's just so much rich lore yeah. that can happen there. They can so make they, they can make the a million game. spin-offs if they want to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really worried about the Witcher three. Adaptation. There's a lot of books, seven books, so they can seven base. Books. Yes. And they're all really, really, really good. I read one yes. of them. It's read all of them. Well written. Okay. If if yeah, again, a lot of people who straight up say that the Witcher games are much, they might be better than the books. The judgment is still out there. Uh, I suggest you really, really give the book a try. It's very, very well written, yeah. and you have nothing to lose. It's more Witcher at the end of the day. Uh, anyway, we deviated from the main topic, which is Tomb Raider. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. I mean, I mean I'll definitely so, check it out. I mean, I, if I mean, in order for this game, I mean, this movie to you know exceed my ex- expectation, it has to be better than the original Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. So let's go. Holy yes, shit! Yes, I've, I've, I've pulled back 2002 Necromancer. Ah, but, nice. but did you, dude, did you see how built up Alicia Vikander looks in this? Yeah, she does. Hmm. Some guys were were complaining about Bob's Bob's Bob's. Come on, man! Hey, that man. is one thing I really, really like in this uh, in this adaptation. Lara Croft is not sexualized in any way. Yeah, whatsoever. yeah, she's Definitely. not. Yeah. In the Last of yeah. Us Two Part Two, have you mm-hmm. seen the girl? What What's do you mean, it? Last of Us Two Part Two? I have seen <laughs> Last of Us uh, Last, Last of Us Two Part One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Last of Us Part Two. I was getting there. Yeah, yeah. The trailer. Yeah, she she kind of looks like Alicia Vikander, doesn't she? Yes. Uh, yeah, she she I, exactly. She, she was the first person that came to my mind when I we they look very similar. And dude, those triceps on that woman, god damn it, I would like. I did yes. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> Udit revealing yeah. his inner inner intentions. <laughs> I mean, look at her. Those are those are more built than my triceps, dude. Obviously, I'm it's gonna... it's okay, fam. It's okay. We, we, we'll all be there. We're all there. We're all with you. <laughs> I get it. Okay, but yeah, again, what other video game adaptations are there? None. None. All the ones that happened, we we crossed. We thought every time we said we, this is gonna be it, it's disappointed. We're, Assassin's Creed has gone. Warcraft has gone. Lara Croft, your turn next. Please make sure Uncharted never happens. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Naughty Dog itself has sort of given up on the Last of Us adaptation. That was one thing I had hope on because uh, Neil Druckmann, the guy who directed the game, was the one in charge of writing the script for the movie. And Sam Raimi, the producer of Evil Dead and the Spider-Man, the director of the Spider-Man movies, was supposed to produce this. Not producer, the director of Evil Dead and the director of Spider-Man was supposed to produce the movie. So I had huge uh, 
anticipation for that and he himself said that it's not easy adapting a video game to the book uh, the movie the format is completely different but that movie is stuck in development hell and the evil guy that i am i hope it stays there that is where i'll end the topic of video game adaptations now we will move to a more laid back relaxed kind of format where we're done with all the news by the way pat yourself on the back we've been through this hectic week yep. question now and answers Now, before question and answers, I'm going to ask you guys to recommend one thing to the viewers that they should play, watch, read, or check out. So, Trilokesh, you go first. <laughs> okay. Trilokesh, what TV series, book, movie would you recommend? TV series, viewers? definitely the end of the fucking world. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. oh yes, I've, 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 I've heard of this yeah. movie. Yeah, I mean, I I saw my recommendations and it looked really cool. The trailer was amazing. Yeah, really good. You guys can watch it. For What is it about? No, 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 about no, just, just one thing. You can only recommend one thing. Wow. Yeah, just one thing. Just one thing. No. Okay. So it's about two psychopaths. Like one yeah. wants to kill. Like he definitely wants to kill because he doesn't feel anything. The other okay. the girl. who actually doesn't have feelings for anything like nothing uh ends up loving this boy and like it's going on goes on that's a story just that's fucked up on all accounts that yeah like, but you, you want you have to see the perspective too that sounds yeah, like a story very really cosplay here did i go What? too far did i did i go too far <laughs> 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 the cosplay <Okay. laughs> <laughs> no. Never mind, no jazz. I love the cosplay community. <laughs> love the outfits you guys keep putting up. Like keep posting all that. Yeah. Nice save, fam. Never nice mind. save. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Continue trilogy. It's it sounds like an anime uh, in no, itself. No. Like yeah, no, it no, sounds no, like no, an anime. No. It does. Like two sociopaths like falling in love with each other. Yep. And it's based off the U- it's based on uh, the UK. So it's actually. probably going to have its uh, you know it's going to have that rough comedy or what not uh, so the comedy is really you won't love the comedy yeah i mean no, it, it, i mean you know how the british dark humor is so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to yeah. be pretty interesting yeah i uh. i'm not necessarily a fan of that comedy i like the us style western style of comedy uh, i don't can i can't give any more of the instances but i don't like the humor dark humor of the british guys oh okay okay so now that you brought the dark humor of british ratul i would like to recommend i was going to recommend something else devilman you <laughs> no devilman has already been recommended last you recommended again recommend i know <laughs> i right. i'm going to recommend this movie called in in okay Bruges. in brooks brooks is the place all right and uh this is a dark comedy in british with the british aesthetics in full flow this is i think my favorite dark comedy ever and it stars will ferrell all right and not no 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 not not will ferrell i'm sorry oh you know will ferrell uh colin ferrell colin ferrell oh colin yes yes colin ferrell is yeah is yeah in i think one of his best performances ever it also has half the cast of uh, harry potter Oh. Which who are there in every British movie or whatever? It has World War. It has pretty much everybody. And Ralph Fiennes. All amazing in their roles. They all basically they these guys are hitmen, and during in middle of their assignments, uh, 
they're supposed to stay in this place called Bruges, and it's very, very beautiful location. But Colin Farrell hates it. All right, and you're not supposed to kill somebody else on contract, or there's some way there, and some mishap happens. Okay. And shenanigans follow. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm being very loose with the description because I really want you to go into it blind because that's how I experience it. All right. One moment I just ended up seeing in Brooks, and I was like, "What did I watch? This is brilliant!" <laughs> right? Can you spell it is, it the incredible? Spell the movie. I want to write it, it for them. I N I N B R U G S. Oh yeah, in Brooks. Okay. Yes, is it GS or GDS? GS, GS, right? I got it right the first time. Yeah, but just check it out. Dark humor, done at its finest. I'll check it. And out. it's got a lot of crazy Christian symbolism for it. If you're interested to that for later checking it, uh, so that's there. That's my recommendation. Ratul, what's yeah. yours? Um, <laughs> as a joke, I would recommend my own streams to check me out. But no, oh. the all all jokes aside, uh. If I would recommend a game, I would probably recommend uh, this game I was recently introduced to. It's called uh, Mother Three, so it's a sequel to Earthbound. It was recommended by one of the Acidcast Discord community members, uh, Kuats One Four Three, who also goes by the name of Natsuki. Not sure why though, <laughs> but uh, uh, the game is actually pretty good. They say it's a kids' game, but I just played like the first chapter where you actually witness. a uh, moment of anguish and you can actually see it's well portrayed in the game so i'm actually got i got high hopes for the game and a lot of people also told me that undertale is a game that is heavily inspired from this game so i am i am you know i'm actually looking forward to this uh, for for this the game the mother 3 so it is a game boy advanced like it's it's on the game boy advanced so if you want to play it on your pcs you'll have to utilize the vba visual boy advanced emulator and I mean, so far it's pretty good. Even the soundtrack is very soothing and amazing. My question to you is: uh, In Mother, the most famous entry is probably Earthbound, which is the second one. Yeah. Uh, are you ever going to try that one out? Why? I will want to try it out as well. I mean, if there is an English uh, official English translation version of it, I would. There is. Uh, I think Earthbound was the only one with an English translation, and then Mother Three came very late into the oh, game, which is okay. what, which is what has me surprised as to why you chose Mother Three over Earthbound. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, apparently, also Mother Three is kind of like it's not too grindy compared to Earthbound. Earthbound has like some sixty, seventy hours of grinding content, and oh, with the time that, with the time that I have, and you know the. Coming game, the games that are coming out, the coming in the couple of months. Final Fantasy 15 on March right. 6. I want to be that guy who plays at launch, man. Come on, you got to give me that. So I want to finish all right, my games right. before I that. I understand. That's fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to leave a game in between because if I do that, I'll completely forget about the game. Right. Get it. That, so those are recommendations from all. Th- Uh, now we move on to the part where we actually take questions from you guys, but I don't know who is even watching right now. Is oh, there anybody who has any question for us? If you guys have any questions, drop it in the chat. We'll just, you know, discuss and talk about. Let's talk about the game we're playing right now, Pyre. All oh, right, right. Dude, just tell me a bit about this game. Now. Dude, it's 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 literally football, magic football. I'm not even lying. It's actually What? fun. I'm yeah. It's it's. So there are these things called commencing your rights, where it's a three-on-three three football journey. 
right and it's super fun it's like you grab the the celestial ball which is like your football and you just throw it to your teammates and you have to you know dunk it in the enemy's uh, fire which is the goal and you can use you can u- utilize spells auras to kind of destroy them and take the ball away from them and it's super fun okay i mean it does it does have a lore to it but i've been focusing more on the football part because it's freaking cool wow i mean it's it's a huge departure by these guys are the aid transistor yeah, and, and bastion bastion yeah they were like okay you know what fuck it we're just going to go play football now <laughs> i mean rocket league has been great why don't we do some hey is this guy having a banjo is he playing a banjo um that guy yes he has that minstrel right the lone minstrel yeah, he does have a banjo Dude, he looks him. like he belongs in bloodborne yeah you know exactly I mean. yeah he does Oh why why okay here we have a question why some games are intentionally not optimized well for older gpus is it so people are forced to buy the new gpus so that companies can make more money by the way i have a 964 gb it serves me well thanks for the question gopi uh, uh, i believe ratul and trilokesh are the hardware experts here so they can take this away well i'm not a hardware expert but i think the reason why they like this is my opinion the reason why they don't optimize games for the older gpus is cuz you know let's face it the older gpus does not have particular technologies that new games of this age are rolling out right now so you it won't and basically and if you run those games in the old gpus like if they optimize that's like a lot of work for them to do because they have to focus on the future they can't always focus on the past yes i understand that the past has technologies that are very important like as they are the core old is gold all that but you also got to focus on the newer generation that's coming forward because and also if you think about it it's it's the old school ones it's kind of hard to optimize games as well because of the different uh, technologies they used back then which are not available right now or rarely available right now so i think that way the newer graphic cards are much better it's not a fo- it's not telling you to force isn't forcing you to get them it's like recommending that you get them to get the best experience like that's what i think trilokesh trilokesh the actual hardware expert we have on the panel yeah are you there with us I think he, he, there? he dead? I think he did he did Trilokesh passing out Hello hello hello, hello, hello. Very yeah I'm, I'm there I'm there I'm there Summoned yeah. yeah 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 Summons yes yeah. so basically yeah. older GPUs have older hardware or hardware architecture and uh, their hardware constraints also AMD and Nvidia go means do the do this problem in a efficient way like amd has an architecture gcn called gcn which implements the games to run on it very good but the software integrated with that doesn't optimize the game's performance nvidia does it so uh, basically nvidia gives the optimization or does the optimization for you but the in-house hardware isn't optimized well uh i guess everyone understand That Hello. went past my mind. I'm, I try. I'm trying to. I'm okay. Trying. Can you like dump it down in, in, okay. in English? Try yeah. it in English, please. Uh, so hardware constraints, basically, like like new newer phones can run Android Oreo, but older phones can't run or Android Oreo. Right. 
All right, oh, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that sounds good. <laughs> Actually, makes sense. Uh, why yeah. can't you say that before? Yeah, I know. Trilok right. <laughs> uh, is trying to show he knows more than us. No, right. I'm not telling. Uh, okay. Gopi says that he can run GTA on 1080p, but not evil. Sad reacts only Gopi evil with a brilliant fucking game. I feel for you. Uh, evil within two utilizes the new Unreal Engine, so basically uh, newer architecture. Yeah, so that older cars cannot. you know do that all right i think there's another question guys compare path of exile and diablo 3 which do you think is the best in your opinion have any diablo of you diablo 3 have you any of you diablo guys 3. so you've played the game before right yes diablo what about you udit uh i played diablo i'm not played much of path of exile i think i'd rather want to compare path of exile with divinity i suppose I don't know. So I mean they both the same genre if you ask me. Uh, both uh, Diablo 3 and Path of Exile. Divinity is more slow paced actually. Yeah, the action I mean, is. Apart from the apart from the pacing though, are they still comparable? Because uh No, Divinity uh, Path of Exile is uh, and Diablo 3 almost the same pacing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Come on. The Diablo 3 has a very good replayability. Yeah, that too. That's actually very which true. I which I love very good. The levels are really randomly generated. Enemies, everything like the dungeons. Sorry, the dungeons. I really loved it. Path of Exile is more of an indie game, isn't it? Ah, mm. uh, Path of Exile. I it started off as an indie, but then later it's yeah, it's move on, moved on to the triple A, but double A, triple A budget. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So for me, oh, okay. I. For me, I would uh, prefer Diablo three mainly for its lore. Like I'm a lore master. Like I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a guy who loves lore, right? So yeah. I would definitely go for something like, like you know, I would, go, I would definitely go for something like Diablo three than Path of Exile. I mean, I wouldn't mind trying out Path of Exile, but Diablo three for the win, man. That 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 be my and also as uh, Trilokesh mentioned, the tri- replayability value in Diablo three is amazing. Like it's got those archons and uh, I mean those uh, what's it called torments. It's got torments yes. and also you can play with your friends and you just keep going on for it. Yeah, chat wants uh, rats to stream Path of Exile. When is that going to happen? Um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because I'm busy with a lot like a lot of other games. Okay, that pretty much sums it up. I think we're done with the questions for now. So. We are pretty much going to call the curtains on this podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. But yeah, uh, I mean, Udit, before you call it, I mean, if you want to see what what I what I talk what I mean by you know magical football, this is what it is. Okay, wait, <laughs> let me let me let me let me see. Wait, hang on. No, it's basically magical football. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Okay, I yeah. did. Uh, you sold me on this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it. Um, I need to pretty much leave and play this game. Actually, I'm gonna go to the cafe and play Dungeons and Dragons. So I'll check this game out after that. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. We're gonna be back next time. Uh, uh next week, same time. Uh, it's amazing how we've been so consistent so far this month. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> hell yes. Uh, Rad Strilakesh. Final party yeah. words. Thank, welcome. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yep. Thanks for. Welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was saying welcome to Udit for having me on board. 
Okay. okay. I, I think you're supposed yeah, to say no, no. thank you for thank you for having no, me on no. board. Okay, I'm I'm confused. Anyway, yeah. So my no. words. Yeah, welcome. Very nice. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Never mind. Yeah. My words are thank you for tuning in. Stay determined. Okay. Also, follow. Uh, yeah. Good. Get good. Follow. Follow Discord server. And yes. remember, at the end of the day, you're a survivor. Oh, also, I want to I want to just plug this in because this is the I think this is the only chance I get to. Check it out. Follow me on YouTube. R A T Z one nine nine four. But I'm pss, I'm out. Oh yeah, kiddo. Let's do it. Bye, bye. Rats, get it done. Yeah. Cut it out. Uh, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor.